0: Look out, Rangers. I'm your host, Jacob Cyrus, and as always, thank you for listening. Guys, it is October the 6th of 2020, and this podcast is just going to be all over the place, okay? So I ain't even going to break it down to you any other way than that. Um, The past 30 minutes, I've been running around frantically searching for my wallet at a rock quarry, and I have been all over the plant. You know, I climbed back in a chute that I welded in. Uh, I was checking the laboratory, I went up to the loadout tower, I was over here and over there, and I was doing a this and a that, and I finally found it, back at the lab, under a pile of papers that I graded, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, if I just like, chill for a second, and I always tell people to chill, and I never take my own advice, and I just have a panic attack, I freak out. And if I would have just sat down and thought to myself, now, Jake, where have you been? Where'd you last see it? You know, the basic questions. I would have found it in no time. But no, um, I just started screaming. I was calling people. Just basically, I wasn't asking anybody to help, but I was calling them. And, you know, if somebody called me and had that kind of worry in their voice, I don't care if they lost... Uh, keychain if they were that if they sounded that concerned i would have stopped what i was doing and i would have helped them so shame on my crew but anyway let's go ahead and get into this guys i don't want to vent i have nobody to vent to you know i could burden my wife with all these like but she's just going to tell me she's going to say well jake you know we're going to have to do it we're going to have to get you the chain wallet you've lost your wallet like three or four times since we've been together probably more than that I'm telling you she is like she is just moments away from ordering me an insane clown posse chain wallet or something so I don't lose it. It's 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 embarrassing how much I lose stuff. But uh nevertheless guys, it is it's just freaking wild. It's wild. The uh, Marlins and Braves game, man, they were down, dog. Dude, they were down 4 to 1, okay? And they shot back there in the third inning, grabbed them a couple runs, made it 4-3. But still, nobody scored until the bottom of the seventh after that. And they ended up putting six in one inning. Miami answered back in the top of the eighth with the run. But the damage was done. Atlanta takes this one in the NLDS Game 1 Series. Best of five. Nine to 9-5 over Miami with 12 hits. One error. But, man, their bats just got hot there at the end. And I was listening to it on the radio, and it was just freaking nuts, man. So, congrats to the Braves. So, I was, uh, I think I said the Braves in four. I can't remember. But I, I, I want to say that I also had the Yankees um, sweeping the Tampa Bay Rays. And, my, oh, my, they just, they got hot there in the top of the ninth, man, just absolutely lacing the ball. Uh, I think every batter hit like once and some of them hit twice in that top, top nine inning. I mean, they just pretty much put it out of reach. And, uh, so hats off to the Yankees, even though I hate you guys. Um, but yeah, I was right about that and I was wrong. I wouldn't say I was wrong. I mean, they, I think, I can't remember. I think I said in four with the uh, A's over the Astros, And everything was looking fine, man. Everything was looking fine. And then Houston just, like, started firing on all cylinders. And they just blew them out of the water. There was nothing anybody could do, man. Oakland wasn't putting up any runs like they normally do throughout a game. The second half of the game, man, they were just – the runs were obsolete. Uh, On the Oakland side, that is. Houston, man, they were just, like – they were just getting heated up. Uh, They finished out, you know, winning 10-5. to Coming in with 16 hits, so they had twice as many hits as Oakland had altogether. You're not going to uh, lose many games putting up that many hits, uh, and if you're the Cincinnati Red, you might. Heyo! But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get into what's going on today. And uh, yeah, man, the uh, Astros Athletics game is game two is going on right now as we speak. Uh I was trying to catch it, but I was also like, I'm telling you, man, I was about to have an aneurysm. So at one point I just had to jerk the earphones out and get you know, get my mind right. But like, gosh, dog, son. Them Astros can frigging hit. Correa, uh yesterday, man, had two freaking like two run bombs. Uh I mean he was just straight up mashing and then he had another RBI double or something. I mean, these guys can just mash, man. They have been, they have, I tell you what, I ain't seen these Astros. I ain't seen these Astros all year, and I've watched them, man. I've watched several games with the Astros. I'm always, like, trying to look out in that Western Division. I always scout the, the talent, even whenever the Rangers, uh, you know, aren't playing them. I'm, I'm always trying, you know, just checking in, seeing how they're doing, seeing who's struggling, seeing, seeing who's hot. And I had never seen the Astros come as hard as they're coming Oh my gosh, man! I—I I mean, really, if they keep coming at this rate, uh, you know what I mean? I could see them going to the series. I mean, I'd hate to see that, but I could see it. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it's just like right now, we're in the top of the seventh, and Houston's up five-two. You know, they've only got one more hit than Oakland, but boy, have their hits counted more. You know, Oakland. They've. I mean, they're they're playing small ball. Um, I think they might have had a solo shot, if I'm not mistaken, by Chris Davis. They're in the uh, second inning, the bottom of the second. But uh, yeah, man. And then Chris got like. I think. I think it was Chris got like caught in a, the weird like force out rundown. I don't know. I don't even know what that was. Whatever. Uh. But yeah. I mean. I just... These... The A's are... It's either... It could be going both ways. The door could be swinging both ways. Houston is on fire. And Oakland is fizzling out. And that's the way... I mean, that's that's what it looks like. At least on paper. But even... Like, I listened to that game yesterday. And... Houston is just like... I mean, they are laying pop right now. So, they are definitely a team to watch out. Uh, But... Anyway, I am most excited, and guys, let me tell you something, y'all. Let me tell you something, baby. When I get home, I'm gonna flip on that Sling TV. I forgot about Sling TV being able to. I can watch these games. Here I am complaining about this MLB app and me not. Wa- and I could have been watching all these games, you know. But I tell you what, listen to the radio. I don't know, man. I'm not saying it took me back because I don't ever remember a time where I had to do that. Um, but. It's not bad, especially when you're at work, you know, you pop an earbud in and I mean, you can just sit there, put the volume on, on a minimum, but I mean, just as long as you can like hear and see what's going on at work, but like you just got, you got that little bird in your ear, man, just telling you what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that's uh, a bird. Is that right? Or bug? I guess bug. But anyway, uh, the the series opener between the Padres and the Dodgers, I am so excited. You've got Bueller and Clevenger facing off. Uh, I hope Clevenger wills and deals today, man. I really do. This is happening at Globe Life Field at around 9.40 Eastern time. I'm so pumped, man. I'm so pumped I get to actually see this. It's a late one, but I'm staying up, man. I am staying up for it. I'm probably going to drink a couple Mountain Dews, son. No, but I will will definitely... uh, I will definitely catch this whole game. Even if I don't catch the whole thing, I'll put it on the radio on my way uh, to work tomorrow. Gosh, man. There's just not enough time, man. I wish we lived on Mars where I just had just a few more hours in the day. You know what I'm saying? Gosh, man. Come on, Elon Musk. Let's colonize that sucker so I can watch me some baseball, baby. So I can watch me some baseball. I say that like like I wouldn't get tired. You know what I mean? Like, the day's longer. It doesn't mean that I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, God, I'm so stupid. I don't even know why you all listen to me. But, I, guys, let me tell you something. I appreciate you all sticking with me and listening. My listeners, they're building. Slowly but surely, guys, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I don't even know who you are. My outreach is terrible. I don't have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or nothing like that. I mean, this is just me making podcasts, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it for me, but, I mean, if you guys are getting something out of this, that's great, because I'm not saying I'll ever be top tier, but I really enjoy doing this. It just, it's a good outlet for me, so thank you all, really, man, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for listening to me, Um, and I'm going to dry it up, man, because I'm like an emotional wreck here lately, like, I like, I don't know, I started crying over thinking about, like, children today. I did, man. I teared up. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I started thinking about, like, you know, kids who just are less fortunate. I don't even know why I'm doing that right now. Why am I talking about that right now? We're talking baseball, dog. And here I am bumming you all out. <laughs> I think, listen, my mind is everywhere, and I think it's because I chugged a half gallon of eggnog on my way out the shop to get in the car. I, guys, I am a freaking maniac. Maniac. I'm telling you, if this is going to go off the rails here soon. Um, I think I—I I think I called my own death actually, uh, 45 or something like that. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's 45, heart attack. But uh, you know, Edgar Allan Poe—he did that, and I just thought that was so cool. And I'm calling, I'm calling my shot. Um, but anyway, yeah, I cannot wait to get home to catch this game. I'm going to put it on the radio. And I'm going to listen to the rest of this Astros, A's. Game two, it's just like man, every it just seems like they're white knuckled, man, the whole way through. So I'm excited for that. I just want the A's to kinda step it up, especially with their relief pitching. It's what they're supposed to be known for. And yet you look at their relief pitching yesterday and they just got clobbered and I know sometimes that happens, but yeah, this is a postseason, man. We're supposed to see everybody's best right now. You know? It's okay to like have a bad time like bad game every now and then, but like I mean, come on, dog. Like let's let's see it. But uh, we've got something else for y'all. So I'm sitting there last night, and my stepson is playing with his little G.I. Joe action figures. And he's got one who's got black blonde hair and a Fu Manchu. And in his eyes, he resembles the uh, character Colonel Mustard in the game of Clue. And uh, so, you know, we were sitting there like talking about Colonel Mustard and this and that. And. He said something about, uh, I think somebody mentioned Colonel Sanders. I think my wife mentioned Colonel Sanders. Yeah, it just became like a freaking circus at that point. And then uh, he said something about, you know, Japan being cursed by Colonel Sanders. And I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. You know, my wife started laughing, but I mean, I was like, it really sparked my curiosity. And he kept saying, no, I'm serious, guys. There's a Japanese baseball team that is cursed by Colonel Sanders. I said, KFC's Colonel Sanders has cursed a Japanese baseball team. He said, yes, I watched a video on it. And let me tell you something, guys. My stepson, is he is such a cool dude. Uh, yeah, he, was, he actually watched a video where there indeed is a curse on a Japanese baseball team, and it, and it does involve the Colonel himself so let's just go ahead and get into that get into that this is called the curse of the colonel this is brought to me by uh, wikipedia so i don't want to get in trouble for like any like infringement or copyrights uh because i know it's wikipedia so anybody can like rattle this stuff off but anyway like this refers to a 1985 japanese urban legend regarding a reputed curse uh placed on the japanese I, i don't know if i'm pronouncing these words right so please forgive me if i'm wrong Uh, the uh, kansai based Hanshin Tigers baseball team by the ghost of deceased KFC founder and mascot, Colonel Sanders. So, the curse was said to be placed on the team because of the colonel's anger over treatment of one of his storefront statues, which was thrown into the Dotonbori River by celebrating Hanshin fans before their team's victory in the 1985 Japan Championship Series. As is common with sports-related curses, the curse of the colonel was used to used to explain the team's subsequent 18-year losing streak. Some fans believe the team would never win another Japan series until the statue had been recovered. They have appeared in the Japan series three times since then, losing in 2003, 2005, and 2014. Comparisons are often made between the Hanshin Tigers and the Boston Red Sox, who were said to be under the curse of the Bambino, until they won the World Series in 2004, the curse of the colonel has also been used as a bogeyman threat. Bogeyman? To those who would divulge the secret recipe of 11 herbs and spices that result in the unique taste of his chicken. Okay, that's, that's like, definitely off topic. But anyway, it goes on to say, like, like the... The fans were like celebrating before like the series. They were so hyped that they were going to win that like people just started jumping into this canal off of off of the bridge, and uh, the people that were jumping off the bridge into the canal, they looked very similar to the players on like the starting nine, and yeah, so they like they were jumping off, and there's this white dude, this MVP. Randy Bass or Randy Bass but anyway he's like a senator in Oklahoma however back in the day he was playing for these Tigers and they didn't have a white guy in the crowd because this is in Japan and so they didn't know what else to do so like some fan ripped a statue from out front of a KFC and like dressed it up as Randy Bass and threw it in the friggin river and it uh like the crowd went crazy and all this and that But yeah, so that's like where it all started. However, like in 2009, they thought they, like, there were, like, and and let me tell you something. They went diving for this, trying to recover this statue for years. Like, they even made game shows in Japan based off of this curse. And they ended up finding it in 2009. These divers found it in 2009. First, they thought it was a barrel. Then, second, they thought it was an actual human corpse. And then, when they brought it up, they realized. We found it. However, it was like missing its glasses and its left hand, and they said that the curse would never be fully lifted until you recovered every, every part of its body. They, I think they eventually like replaced, like, you know, like with new glasses and a new hand. But I mean, what a bizarre story. And I thought Bear, uh, my stepson, was just like off his rocker for a second. But he just, I don't know, man. It was, it was sick, dude. I, I love, I love, I, just I don't know man his curiosity and his interests just I love it man he's like he's so big into Titanic and when he like when he gets interested in something man he full-on commits and that's something that like I never did but he like full-on commits like okay I want to know how long this Titanic was I want to know the sister ship that looked like it that you know the conspiracy behind it I want to know how many people died. what time you know what time the ship cracked what time you know this like just so much stuff. I mean, it's just because he's he's curious. You know what I mean? So uh, I hope that I hope that's something that he always keeps with him. And then he also told me about the curse of the Billy Goat, and I I'd heard this vaguely, but I never know knew the actual story. But um, okay, like this is like placed on the Chicago Cubs. So you've got in 1945 the Billy Goat Tavern owner William Sianis. The curse lasted 71 years from 1945 to 2016 when the Cubs finally won it. All right. His pet goat, however, and I'm talking about William Siarnis, his pet goat named Murphy, was bothering other fans. So he's like bringing his goat to Wrigley Field, and I don't, I don't know what a jackass. But uh, he's bringing his he's bringing his goat to Wrigley Field, and the fans didn't like it. Imagine that. Okay. So then, eventually, it was bothering the fans so much that he was end up kicked like kicked out of Wrigley Field, or they just asked him to leave the uh, ballpark during like Game Four of the 1945 World Series, and he was upset to the point to where he declared, "Them Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more." I don't think he said it like that, but that just sounded so hick. And those were his actual words, uh, in which it had been interpreted to mean that the Cubs would never win another National League pennant at least for the remainder of Sianis' life. Now get this, guys, and I am reading this from another Wikipedia. The Cubs lost the 1945 World Series to the Detroit Tigers and did not win a World Series championship again until 2016. Like we all know, the Cubs had last won the World Series in 1908. After the incident with Sianis and Murphy, the Cubs did not play in the World Series for the next 71 years until, get this, on the 46th anniversary of William Cianis's death, the curse was broken when they defeated the LA Dodgers 5-0 in Game 6 of the 26th National League Championship, and then to go on and defeat the Cleveland Indians for the World Series title. So yeah, man, it was, uh, I don't know, man. Baseball is just, it's full of superstition, curses, just so much weird I mean, you'd honestly call it witchcraft at this point, but just, like, folklore that goes behind baseball more than any other sport, really. I mean, I've never... Like, these stories are a dime a dozen. We've all got, like, some crazy, weird baseball story. You know, don't step on a foul line. Like, you don't step on the lines. I remember my coaches would say that. And, I mean, honestly, they would bench you if you did it. Even if it was accidental, like, they would bench you. And I'm just thinking, you guys are just... I don't know, complete pansies. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, let me check the score again real quick. Yeah, Springer, man. Something's been said about Springer. Let's see what it is before we get out of here. Uh, okay, it looks like it's still looks like it's still five to two. The seventh inning's over. Nobody scored still since the uh, top of the fifth when Houston scored. But okay, so yeah, yeah, George Springer. He's got two home runs. I'm telling you. I mean. I've, they hit back-to-back home runs in this game. The Houston Astros—they could go all the way. I'm telling you, they could go all the way. So I don't know. I don't know, but I'm—I just—I'm pulling for these Padres. I just love that team, dude. I really do. Um, and you can call it a ban. You know what, dog? Look, I'm getting old. Okay, I'm getting ready to be 30. I know. I know. Probably there's some of y'all that are just like scoffing at me right now. Okay? But look, I love these Rangers. I, I'm 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 right now I got floor mats in my car, Texas Rangers. I got a flag at the house. I am doing this and that. I got Leote Tavares to sign baseball. I'm definitely committed to these Texas Rangers. But I don't think there's anything wrong and I and I used to like I think this just goes back whenever I only used to listen to one genre at a time. Like if I was like into if I was going through a metal phase, I would never I would refuse to listen to rap music or this or that. And i just, like, be just so close-minded and just miss out on so much good music. And I think that's, like, what I was doing even as a Reds fan back in the day. Like, I was just missing out on good baseball, man. You know? The Reds sucked. And here I am just, like, you know, tunnel vision with the Cincinnati Reds. They don't care about me. I'm not saying that the Texas Rangers don't care about me. I'm sure you all care about this podcast to some degree. And you all might even care about me. And that's great. I care about you guys. Unless... Unless you guys... I don't know. I don't even know where I would go with that. Let's just... I'm going to nip it in the bud. But anyway... Um, yeah, man. I just want to see good baseball. And I also... Before I get out of here, I want to name some of the players that have inspired me throughout you know, my life. And it starts off with uh, Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones was my all-time favorite baseball player. I, I just... I would imitate his bat, his batting stance I loved how he carried himself my mom loved the Braves so that's the only reason why I even knew who Chipper Jones was she loved the Braves her favorite player was Tom Glavin I prefer uh, Greg Maddox over Glavin but I mean let me tell you something dude if I mean if it's 90s the Braves that's the team the Braves own the 90s in my opinion but uh, yeah let's go on with uh, King Griffey Jr. I don't know what kid that was born, you know, in between 1990 and 95 that didn't own a King Griffey Jr. baseball glove at some point in their life, even if it came out of a Kmart, for God's sakes. You know, King Griffey Jr. was everywhere. I loved King Griffey Jr. baseball. My Piazza baseball, strike, like, my Piazza strike zone was a really cool N64 game, too. I think it rivaled uh, King Griffey, even, like, beat it. You know, I, I liked it better, but... Uh, King Griffey Jr. was an iconic game for the N64. King Griffey Jr. was just a straight-up icon, man, and that I just I'll never forget. You know, watching him rob that home run, dog, when he climbed the fence. Oh gosh, dude, I and his swing was just so beautiful. There, you could not imitate it. You know, as a kid, you can't imitate. That's a grown man swinging that bat, but I did, man. I tried to, I tried to Chipper Jones. I even tried to Gary Sheffield. That little bat swing that he did, that little bat flip. I used to do that until uh, people started making fun of me because they're like, dude, look at you're like a twig, bro. That's Gary Sheffield. Quit trying to be Gary Sheffield. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., Chipper Jones, uh, and then I would have to say Todd Frazier. And I know, man, that's why, I was, that's why it hit me so hard whenever the Rangers uh, traded him to the Mets, traded him back. Yeah, I'm glad he's back, you know, home, closer to home. Uh, but yeah, man, Todd Frazier, dude, he's just a stand-up guy. I was missing him so much that I even watched a Frank Sinatra documentary the other day, cause that's his favorite, that's his favorite musician. But yeah, man, uh, Todd Frazier, just watching him in that home run derby, the uh, in Cincinnati, the first one, whenever they stopped doing it that traditional way, and they just went bang, 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 and he wins it, man, in Cincinnati as a Reds. And I was on cloud nine, man. I'll never forget watching that, dude. I was, I like, I was hoarse the next day because I was, like, so happy for Todd Frazier. Um, and then right now, man, Fernando Tatis Jr., love that guy. I love him. I love watching him play. And I just, I don't know, man, these young guns, dude, y'all got to watch them. They are bringing baseball back. And if if you think that, you know, that baseball is getting worse or whatever – I think you're just stuck in the past, man. You need to close that yearbook, cause baseball's getting ready to change, y'all. I mean, it's getting ready to change, and and if if you ain't on board, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss the train, baby. All right, guys, it's 25 minutes. Holy crap, this is like one of my longer podcasts ever, and this and I completely organized this is off the cusp. Is it cuff or cusp? I don't know. Whatever. I'll get back to y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good one, guys. Uh, I am out.